pandemic a biblical view. And uh, it's pretty hard not to uh, have any uh, thoughts about uh, a pandemic or this pandemic, since that uh, we are all caught in the same one. And you probably have a, a lot of thoughts about, uh, you know, and questions. Uh, uh, and not just questions, uh, also emotions. And if you're anything like me, and I'm sure that in some ways that we're all alike, you can uh, you may have a little bit of fear. There may even be uh, some anger or confusion. You know, what's going on? You know, why is this happening? You know, how can we uh, get through it? And there comes uh, the uh, biblical view. And uh, so we ask these questions, you know, you know, what could be God's purpose for using and or and or allowing uh, a pandemic? And it's a good question. And so um, let's uh, go forward tonight and uh, see if we can put some uh, light uh, on that. And the first question we would ask was why 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 would we uh, look to the Bible for any pandemic in, uh, information? You know why why would we do that? Why would we ask for God's uh, advice or that we substitute those things, the Bible and information? Well, it's, it's because um, well it's because you know, it's way of God speaking to us. And I'm sure that if you're tuning into this, that you're not here just to learn about a pandemic, that it has something to do with your with uh, faith and your knowledge of God or whether our interest and you're not just looking for a pandemic to answer to be something, you know, scientific or biological or maybe economical or, or uh, in the logistics of, you know, when will there be a vaccine and how will I get it? <laughs> but that, uh, you know, that there's other things to consider the broader picture. And so when we look at the Bible, I think it's a, it's God's way of speaking to us. It's, uh, it's how we can learn about God. It's how we can learn about his plan, his will, his character. And these things give us, they give us knowledge. They give us peace. They give us comfort. They give us strength. These things, you know, they increase our faith. This is why we would look to the Bible. This is why the biblical view uh, should be uh, sought out. And so we look at the words of Jesus and we say from uh, John chapter 14, verse 27, that's uh, okay to look up the, the verses. I have most of the verses uh, up, on the, up on the screen. But, um, you know, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, but not as the world giveth I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And so how can we get to the point where... Uh, these words are ring true to us. And I think uh, this evening that we will uh, have a, a step in the right direction uh, of just a reminder of those things, or perhaps an introduction in some cases. And so we had uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 uh, read, because uh, first of all, that we let the scriptures speak for itself, that the scriptures say this uh, of itself. Of itself. You know, as the Apostle Paul was reminding Timothy, as we had read, he says, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and that it is profitable, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. These are all things that, uh, that you know, well, that I want anyway, by that, 
And sometimes they can be, it can be a bit of a, a sobering or awakening, and it's not always pleasant. And all that. And uh, so we need to uh, look at the word uh, this way. And it's a, a good uh, reflection of that. Interesting, isn't it, that uh, the Apostle Paul reminds Timothy of these things, say, at the end of chapter 3. But at the beginning of the chapter 3, he's talking about as, about as crazy of a time as there can be. The time of the last days, perilous times that would come, that men would be lovers of themselves and, and, you know, and, and only have a form of godliness, but not really recognizing God in any way. And that uh, uh, could be said of our time and our, our generation. I mean, how much longer will it be before it becomes, you know, the end of time? And so the pandemic view, uh, the biblical view of the pandemic is, is quite uh, clear in a general sense. God rules over the earth. I mean, that's as clear as it can, it can be. You have from uh, uh, Numbers 14, uh, verse 21, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Also in uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge and of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And last but uh, not least, you know, from Psalm, uh, from the Psalms, blessed be his glorious name forever and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And so um, this is sort of the uh, basic uh, Bible uh, marking points that, you know, God will be all in all over everything. And that his glory and his character will go from one side all the way to the other, all the way around to completely cover the earth in, in, all, in all ways. And for our young people, if you don't have those uh, numbered up and, and cross-referenced where they are, I, it's a, a good suggestion that you do so. I certainly do uh, in, in my Bible. Even uh, even my new Bible, I've, uh, this is one of the ones that I've, uh, you know, you put new old notes in your new Bible. I put these old notes into my new Bible. They're that important. So we come back to, well, does that really... Give us anything about, you know, why is God using or uh, what's the purpose of a pandemic or why is God allowing or using a, a pandemic? And no, that's that's pretty general. So maybe we'll be a little more uh, specific uh, if we if we can. And so, first of all, maybe we we'll take a look at the uh, world's a world's view of the uh, pandemic. And uh, these are all the words that you uh, hear uh, all the time from uh, your workmates or the, from the news, wherever, whatever the whatever type of communication that's that's uh, happening, and we're all trying to keep up to date because the news is the news of the uh, pandemic changes uh, daily uh, and weekly and monthly. The restrictions, the rules, the information of how to protect ourselves, whether that be the you know. Uh, that yes, you should wear a mask, and then what type of mask, and you know all, all those things. And you can see all the off all these where this is part of it. Well, they missed a couple. I've got the uh, down here. Where make sure you wear a mask, right? That's the one of the one of the parts that says uh, come forth. Uh, make sure you stay uh, two meters apart, and uh, you have to wash your hands as as much as possible, or that you know 
especially in between uh, touching one thing that's going to be anybody else is going to use, uh, sharing of things. And don't forget to only be within your family bubble all the time when you're doing this uh, visiting part. This is, this is what we uh, get from the world as you know, the, this is how they uh, instruct us to, to be of comfort to us. But in reality, this is, this is the, uh, the faith of a true Christian. This is how we, uh, how we uh, see ourselves is that the biblical view of a pandemic is that we're in God's hands. So that sort of thing, excuse me, uh, yeah, I'm not sure whose hands those are, but they're meant to be, you know, a picture of God's hands that God has has control over the world, that God does uh, rule over all the earth. So let's do a little bit of a uh, Bible study. And we still have that question, you know, why, what's the purpose of using a pandemic? And uh, a part of pandemic, you get uh, other words that come up. There's a uh, epidemic, pandemic, endemic. Uh, uh, they, they come up. And... Uh, and while those words are not really found in most versions of the Bible, and I don't use uh, too many modern versions, but that's why I understand at least one of them has the word pandemic in it. I'm not sure if they use uh, epidemic. I'm sure you can put that into the chat. I'm not sure if the ESV uses uh, those words. But they're not found in the King James uh, uh, version or in most uh, versions, at least the ones that I uh, have. But we do find uh, other words that have identical meaning, like pestilence and plagues. And so what I have up on the uh, screen here, and I know it's busy, a busy uh, slide, but we're not at the hall. You've got a, a screen, a plate, a phone or something, or whatever it is, your, your monitor, your iPad, something in front of you. You can get this pretty close. You can uh, read these, uh, see all the uh, information. And we just used the uh, Bible software, which is great for uh, searches and putting things into, uh, into perspective. And so you just see uh, a simple search of, of pestilence and plague, plagues and uh, plural. And I should have had uh, pestilence uh, in the plural form too, because it shows up a, a couple of times uh, that, uh, that way as well. And you see, it comes up quite a bit, and it's mostly a uh, New Testament or an Old Testament uh, uh, found in, mostly in the Old Testament, but it's not exclusive to that. And depending on how you uh, translate those things, it could be a little more of uh, a uh, balance for that. But we do find it uh, in the Word of God. Uh, it's identical meaning. That's the point. And so that will give us uh, an idea of, you know, how... When we look at these, some of these areas, we won't be able to go through them all uh, this evening, but uh, we will look at, at some of them. This is an idea of how, how they're used. How is God using it? We'll get some ideas of how God uses uh, pandemic through uh, pestilence and plagues. I just have a, a, a quick definition of, of these things, and I had to uh, remind myself of... Uh, Know exactly what uh, what they mean, and uh, so an epidemic is a condition that's uh, present uh, greater than uh, that's blocking that out for me. Uh, greater than usual percentage of the specific population. 
a pandemic is just an epidemic that's going uh, larger and larger in a, in a particular area, a geographical area, like a certain nation, or in this case, uh, often as it says, a global. Interesting enough that they now say that the current COVID-19 pandemic will be an endemic. In other words, it'll be a condition that will always be found in a certain percentage of the population. Those are, uh, that's a pretty interesting um, uh, point of what's going on. I say that because you know, uh, this next slide, you know, an epidemic, well, that might be some of the time, right? We, we find ourselves uh, afflicted with something some of the time. And then uh, it might be that we find ourselves afflicted with something, you know, more often than not. But we always have something that is uh, always with us. And I just, you know, uh, I wonder what that might be a symbol of. And take your time. Because I think that's a, a key to how, to, how uh, uh, God uses uh, these things. And then we have uh, another part of my little study here is that it's, it, seemed, it seemed to me that when I was looking through all the verses that had these uh, pestilence and plagues that uh, quite a few of the times uh, interesting occurrences where they also the sword and famine was a part of them. And in fact, that in 24 verses, they're found together. Uh, pestilence, plague, sword, and famine. And so that's, that's uh, quite a bit to all have in one verse. And let alone, uh, you know, if you'd expand that out, we'll say, would they be within one or two verses? And so that you would know you have the context that he's talking about other things. That God uses uh, pestilence, the sword, and famine much the same way. And so you could look at, at how he uses uh, famine or the sword or the enemies, if you will. And it would, you would find that it would be the same uh, general use as how God uses uh, pestilence and plagues, and therefore a pandemic, because a pandemic can be substituted with those, well, with those words. And even more so, even with a, a little bit uh, more to uh, a little more advanced study, if you will, or uh, outside homework, <laughs> is that when you find those together, he's mostly uses those or this description of those is with the people of God and the nation of Israel are his are his people and in particular I would say that the uh, one of the more uh, fascinating ones I spent a, a little bit of time on uh, and is great helpful is that David David of course is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ not a perfect type but in some ways he's the best type in certain characteristics, right? He was a man after God's own heart, right? That would be one of the things. Nobody else else was uh, told that. He became the, you know, one of the, uh, he was the second king, but one of the greatest kings of Israel. He wanted to build the house. And so he had a, a, a an understanding of the general purpose of God that nobody else had. And so that to bring all nations that they could uh, uh, worship God in one place at the right place. And so that when he was um, uh, put to the test, it says uh, um, God uh, told him through uh, the prophet that, you know, you'd have to choose. You can choose a pestilence. You choose to be under your enemy, which would be the sword, or that you could choose famine. And perhaps uh, 
maybe you're thinking that he chose uh, pestilence, but in reality, what he chose was none of them. He said he would leave it up to God. And therefore, you know, God uh, used the, uh, the pestilence or the plague, if you will, uh, at, at that time. And in fact, it was even symbolized as the uh, angel of God having a, having a sword uh, at the same time. And so I found that quite interesting. And maybe you find that quite interesting, too, that you can go through that. That would be uh, uh, for that. So what we find is that, you know, God's purpose with uh, pandemics or anything is what happens is that they're used for a warning. Not always for judgment, but for judgment, too. And not just for a warning and judgment. Sometimes there's uh, other people that are being protected. And you can think of uh, that uh, when other people are warned or other people are judged and you see that, that you are getting the uh, warning and protection. And the warning would be that you, you would fall into uh, judgment as well. And in fact, so all that happens is that people, individual people or peoples are, uh, have, have them, examples of them, of uh, a nation has these examples you'd find within the word. You'd also find a group of nations. They, you know, they, there's a, a, they gang together, if you will. But in the end, there's the one great part of it is that all people and all nations will receive that, uh, uh, this warning and judgment. And that, and that uh, it's, a, it's even a prophecy. And so that would be have a, a sense of this protection. How can you avoid being caught up on the wrong side of the judgment, on the wrong side of the, of the pandemic in the end? That would be a good thing to do. And so this is how uh, uh, God's doing the one who's doing the judging. And what is he judging us uh, for if we're a person or if we're a group of people or if we're a nation or if we're a group of nations? Well, this is what uh, he's being judged for or from. It's it's sin. It's clear and clear that uh, uh, comes out when you see those examples. And so there's like hundreds of examples of where he uses those uh, just the words plagues and, and pestilence, let alone the sword and famine. And within the context of, of looking at those, you will find that it's used of unrepented continual, perpetual, habitual, chronicle, get out of the thesaurus and look up those words. Uh, well, this is, this is the concept. People who are in your face and, you know, no, no uh, repentance. And they say, um, you know, forget about what God says. This is how, uh, when, it, when it happens. It doesn't mean that every person who uh, falls to uh, a pandemic or a disease or anything has this or that. Because we're mortal to, to uh, start with. And so there are examples of those who, who uh, perished. In fact, the, the greatest example of that would be, would be the Lord Jesus Christ. He suffered death, but he did no sin. And so death couldn't hold him. And so he was raised up. This is the hope. This is the biblical view of how to survive a pandemic, ultimately. Is that to be in Christ, to have him as your example, to have him as your covering. And so this is a, a very important and very uh, pertinent 
very comfortable, uh, comforting uh, uh, view, the biblical view. So let's have a look at some of uh, some of the examples. Some of the examples of, of the nations being uh, moved around with will. This is part of uh, today's reading, which we had uh, earlier from our our, uh, our memorial meeting. And so we look up uh, Amos chapter nine, and we're just going to cut into a, a couple of uh, verses. And uh, I invite you to look at Amos chapter nine. But I'm so impressed with Amos chapter nine. I'm, I'm bewildered by Amos chapter nine. So how much is there? Be more word. You have the angel of God with with a sword at the beginning. He's talking about the things that we've already talked about. He ends up at Jerusalem. It, it, the end of that chapter ends up being for the uh, end times, if you have a, a look at that. It's not just uh, in the past. It goes, it goes from the past and goes all the way to the future. If you look at, say, uh, verse 11, In that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen, and I will close up the bleachers leeches thereof and i will raise up his ruins and i will build it as it was of the days of old and so this is the where i said that david was uh, a good example of christ is that he had something he was the tabernacle of david that it will come back a house of prayer for all nations and so when we read from amos uh, in this particular part where he's moving around the nations the warning He's saying in verse 8, you know, behold, the eyes of the Lord God is upon this sinful kingdom. I will destroy it from off the face of the earth, saving that I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, said the Lord. So there's a warning. There's some that would survive. For lo, I command and I will sift the house of Israel among the nations as corn is sifted in a seed, yet shall not a least grain fall upon the earth. And so... Um, that's a, a incredible uh, couple of verses. And of course, it reminds me of the parable of the tares and the parable of the tares uh, found in uh, Matthew chapter 13 from verses 24 uh, through to um, verses 30. So it's an incredible uh, part uh, to have and uh, of that. And that none will be lost. Right. Not one grain will fall upon earth. If you're if you're the grain and not the tear, you will be you will be saved. That's the point. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I think that it's uh, making there. And so that is very uh, comforting and very uh, important. Another one would be uh, the, the prophet of Haggai, Haggai uh, chapter two. And he's also talking about uh, a time when the Lord will move the nations around. For thus said the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. Those are all um, metaphors or symbols of nations. I will shake all the nations, and I will desire all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with the glory, said the Lord of hosts. And so here it is. <coughs> Excuse me. A little dry. Here it is where one of these shaking up the, along the same uh, lines we talked about. The house of the Lord being filled with his glory. For surely as I live, said the Lord, my glory shall cover from sea to sea. 
And uh, this is quoted in the New Testament. And so it's not just the Old Testament. Or then this is uh, covered in the New Testament. You want to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 12. I've got the pertinent verses up there, but I like uh, looking at uh, in its uh, context. So you can take the time to swing over to Hebrews chapter 12. Because you'll find in, in its context, Hebrews chapter 12, that it's speaking of a warning. It's, we're being instructed. It's telling us to, uh, you know, to you know, mind ourselves, if you will, at a time that would uh, come at the end. And then, you know, these these verses that are up here from that we cut in from verse 25 is see that you refuse him that refuse not him that speaketh. There's the warning for if they escape not, he refused him that spoke on earth. How much more shall not we escape that if we turn away him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice shook the earth? But now he has promised, saying, yet once more, that's the quote from Mount Haggai, I will shake not the earth but only, but also the heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that can be shaken, and of those things that are made, and of those things which cannot be shaken shall remain. That's the same idea that's in Amos, right? It's going to sift through the nations as corn, and the and the chaff, the chaff or the tares will fall out, but the grain, the corn, that will remain. It cannot be shaken. That's the good stuff. And so we, we, we can take uh, great comfort uh, in that. So we have this uh, warning uh, uh, part continue even in the New Testament. I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ was speaking to his disciples, and therefore he's speaking to us. We read ourselves in as being the disciples of Christ when we read from the Gospels. And so here he is. He's sitting down with them at the Mount uh, Olivet Prophecy as it's uh, widely known. And we cut in at verse 3 of in, in Matthew 24. He said, he sat upon the Mount of Olives and the disciples came uh, unto him uh, privately saying, tell us when these things uh, be and what shall be the sign of thy coming? And what shall be the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And he shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. And, and be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise up against nation. Kingdom shall against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilence, earthquakes, and diverse places. And so we have a, have a New Testament part where the, the Lord directly tells his disciples these things shall be. And to, you know, not to be deceived, not to be heartbroken, and uh, to uh, hang on uh, uh, to the, uh, till the end. And so he continues in other places. Let's say uh, Revelation chapter 6, other uh, prophetic uh, spots. And then we would know that uh, uh, this has come to pass. But it was a warning at one time, certainly at the time that it was given and for the uh, immediate future. But it's an example of how those would be full forewarned. And so we, too, can take this warning to heart. And uh, we break in, it's talking about... Um, 
from Revelation chapter 6. And I looked and behold, the pale horse and his name that sat on him was death. And hell followed him. And the power was given unto him to be a fourth part of the earth, to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death. And some versions have uh, pestilence there for death. And the beasts and with the beasts of the earth, which is part of uh, what a pestilence, one of the side means of a pestilence means. It means uh, diseases that are from the beasts of the earth. And in fact, even in the uh, King James Version, when we look at the Exodus and that the uh, cattle in Egypt died, it says that they, um, it's a Miriam, which just means a, a pestilence or a disease that uh, affects uh, cattle. Anyway. And so we asked our questions and we were examples of people who were uh, warned or judged and or protected. And so I asked you this question then, you know, to, um, not to put you to a test to see how many are, because I don't believe I've uh, found uh, all the people that were, uh, can be found uh, that were cured of a plague or a disease in the Bible. But um, ask yourself that question, how many people were cured of a plague? I've got these people. This is straight out of my uh, uh, marking, right out of my out of my Bible that you will find that I find it's in Second uh, Kings five, where I have uh, Nahum, Nahum the captain of the host, Nahum the Syrian um, uh, part, because he's a great example of of someone who took the warning and uh, worked through that process. Right. So um, that turns out to be twenty five, by the way. Uh, not putting any uh, real meaning into into that, but I'm sure that there there are more. As I said, um, you know, Nahum becomes one of the great uh, examples of those who took the warning. He had he had the disease, and he knew, and he heard the still small voice his his uh, uh, Israelite maid maiden that was in his household. She told him that uh, there was uh, a cure uh, in Israel, and he uh, to the prophet in Israel, and he. He goes to Israel. He responds to the prophet. He needs to have his uh, eyes enlightened. He needs to you know, gain uh, trust and confidence. And he ends up uh, washing himself and, and follows the instructions that was given to him. And he's cured. And he uh, takes his, a personal oath to you know, make God his God, the God of Israel his God. He even uh, uh, knows that uh, there'll be times that he'd be uh, uh, won't be always be able to be uh, an outright shining public uh, figure of that, and he asks for uh, forgiveness that, that uh, of that uh, in, in advance. And I think we all know what that's like. That uh, there are times when we could speak up and we don't, <laughs> and then we and maybe we we go away and we say we should have spoke up. And um, and maybe we should have, but uh, we didn't. And so, you know, um, we could, he, uh, anyway, identify a little bit with uh, Nahum the Syrian in that way. And, and perhaps some of you do uh, too as well. There's another one that's also in uh, Revelation, and this is clearly yet to happen. So this would be, the warning would be a prophetic a prophecy. And so we cut in that Revelation chapter 16, and we cut in at verse uh, 18, if you will. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and then a great earthquake, such as was not 
not since men were upon the earth. So, so mighty an earthquake. It was so great. Gives us an idea of that it's the last great earthquake. It's the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. And the great Babylon came into remembrance uh, before God. And to, and to give unto her the cup of wine of fierceness of his wrath. And every island flew away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon uh, men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about a weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God and because of the plague of the hail. And the plague there was was exceedingly great. And so this is a poor response when you say uh, to the warning. You know, of that, that she, uh, this great city Babylon, that uh, uh, gets uh, prophesied that she'll be uh, judged and found wanting, and uh, even in this, these the context of these verses, because men blaspheme God because of the hail, and so, and there were, and it was exceedingly uh, uh, great. It's the word plague that could be uh, substituted for a pandemic. And so we're probably thinking, you know, other examples of nations that are, are given in the, within the word that, uh, you know, we can't go to them all. It'll take uh, quite, a, quite a long uh, time. So I don't want to, um, you know, go hours and hours and hours. But probably everybody is thinking about Egypt. I mean, with a, even a, a cursory uh, knowledge of the Bible or, or not, we hear about the 10 plagues that are in Egypt. It'd be the warning of all time. Uh, uh, since uh, since then, I mean, it was even it, even in shortly after it happened, the other nations knew, and they were afraid because of the things that God had done to Egypt for Israel's sake, and these were great uh, plagues that happened out of them. Another example that comes to mind that I, I comes to my mind anyway is the Philistines who were were plagued by God because they they took the ark. They took the ark away and they tried to make it a part of a, you know, a magic wand for them or, a, you know, a relic for their God. And, of course, that was disastrous for them. And God uh, gave them a, a, a plague. And um, that comes to uh, mind. And there are other uh, examples of other nations. These are just ones that uh, probably that you can uh, uh, find easy and that you would be able to. Uh, it's a warning. You know, these these plagues, it's a warning, it's a judgment, and it protects. I mean, sometimes it was protecting the uh, the Israelites, the people of God, and warning them at the same time. And so it's not just uh, uh, one, it's more than one uh, purpose. And of course, we find that God uh, uses these things just that way. It's just, just one purpose, it's more than one. And so, you know, one of the uh, parts for us is, is to take the heart. Is God's purpose with the pandemic, and therefore the uh, biblical view, is to, it's happening because it's supposed to wake us up. Wake us up from a spiritual slumber. So to sharpen our eyes of enlightenment. Sober us up from a, a sinful drunkenness, if you will. And those are the, are the types of words that, that, that are uh, used in, the, in those cases. Sometimes literally that, but sometimes, you know, just as a figure. To get our act together, and what that to have our conscience pricked, and what that 
because uh, of the warning of that we will fall and we can fall into judgment. That's why they, maybe it's time and uh, we find ourselves not ready. Well, we can get ready. That's the point. You can get ready because it's better to be a, a, a live dog than a dead lion. And the idea is that you're still alive and you can make changes. And so the meaning is to repent, you know, to turn from our sins, to add to our faith, to strengthen the, the body of Christ. This is the, uh, the, the good, strong biblical view that would be uh, helpful to us all. And so, well, how can that happen? I mean, maybe you're not as uh, not part of the body of Christ. And you're thinking about it. And uh, these things have come. Uh, uh, how could they not be on the forefront of your mind? And so you're just starting to develop a little bit. How can that happen? Well, it's how can you be saved? Well, the, the answer lies with Jesus. He's the key. And so, you know, in, in other lectures that I'm sure that we will have uh, on our channel and, uh, and to come in the future, God willing, you'll be able to see the, uh, the connections. And so in a, in a briefly, it's, it's just this. The Lord Jesus Christ, you look at Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, we were in the book of Hebrews earlier this evening. And for much then, um, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death. That is the devil. He was successful. That's what the whole point was. Is there? It's, that's the point that... Uh, the writer of the Hebrews is making. That's the point that God is, is making. And then the other, uh, other one we have up on the uh, screen, up, taken from uh, Romans chapter 5. And uh, Romans chapter 5 describes this in great, a uh, lot more de uh, detail as well. But the simple short form is that by one's man disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners. So the, by the obedience of one Jesus, uh, one of one shall many be made righteous, and so you can you can follow that pattern, with a, and that's the uh, the best uh, thing you can hear all day, is of, if you will, and we should take the uh, the words of Jesus to heart. I mean, this is what He says to us. You know, these things. Look at uh, John chapter sixteen. These things I have spoken unto you, that you might have peace. And in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so this is uh, what we would put forth as how to go forth. This is the biblical view of the pandemic. That God rules over the earth. That as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge and glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. So I, I thank you for your kind attention.